When they got to a synagogue there in Galilee, they encountered a demon-possessed man who screamed from the depths of his throat, saying, Leave us alone. What have you to do with us? Are you here to destroy us? We know who you are. You're the living Son of God. But Jesus said, Shut up. Come out of him. It did, and that's all she wrote. And because of this, everybody there got really freaked out because Jesus even had authority over demons. Even demons obeyed his voice. That spooked people. So he went throughout the whole of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. And, you know, it keeps mentioning demons. Galilee was full of pagan worship, all kinds of false gods, strange rituals, all kinds of weirdness. Now, the thing about false gods is, is that it invites demonic activity. It actually invites demons. It's always been that way. If a false god was nothing more than the invention of somebody's imagination, it would probably be something just to laugh about. But unfortunately, history has shown, along with the Bible, that demons are always ready to assume the role of a false god. Check out 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. In that verse, Paul tries to explain to the new Corinthian Christians that they can't be Christians and followers of other gods at the same time. They were apparently trying to do that because they thought that all the other religions were just different cultures attempting to embrace the one true God. We hear that a lot today, that all religions lead to the same God, that they're just different cultures attempting in their own way to somehow reach him. And that's the way the Corinthian Christians were looking at it. So in their minds, you could be a Christian, go through the ritual of water baptism, partake of the Lord's Supper and all of that, and then turn right around and partake of some strange pagan ritual to some other God. They didn't want to offend anybody or turn them away from Christianity by being intolerant, so they went along. And they didn't worry about those gods being false because their attitude was, well, it probably points to the same God. But even if it doesn't, it's okay because what we're intending to do is to worship the one true God. But if it turns out that what they believe is a completely false God, it's harmless, then it's just a harmless fantasy because we know there's only one true God. That was the attitude. But Paul told them in his first letter to them in chapter 10, verses 20 and 21, he said, no. I am suggesting that what the pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons and not to God. I don't want you to fellowship and be partners with diabolical spirits by eating at their feasts. You can't drink the Lord's cup and the demon's cup. You can't partake of the Lord's table and the demon's table. You can't do it. Paul's freaking out here, folks, on their behalf. He's desperately trying to tell them that it's not harmless. All the other false gods are demons. Just because the pagan followers don't know that doesn't change anything. Today's Wiccans swear that they're not worshiping Satan. They actually believe that, but they are. Just because they don't know that doesn't change anything. Our current media tries to spin the lie that Allah is just the Arabic word for God. No, it's not. Allah isn't a word. It's a name. And just because we know that there is no Allah, that doesn't mean that Satan hasn't assumed the role of Allah to all those who choose to worship him. A former Muslim named Walid Shubat suddenly realized this when he attempted to debunk the Bible, and he wound up discovering that all of the end-time prophecies in the Bible were identical to the end-time prophecies of the Quran, except for one thing. The role of good and evil was completely reversed. What the Quran called the Islamic Jesus, or the Islamic Mahdi, the Bible called the Beast, the Antichrist. That spooked him out, and he started doing some careful investigation, and he's a Christian now. I think that says a lot. There's several UFO cults out there, mainly one that worships an alien deity known as the Maitreya. 
They worship him. They pray to him. They have channelers who receive telepathic messages from him. And you and I would probably think, oh boy, a bunch of kooks with creative imaginations. Well, it's actually much more than that. Those channelers have recorded prophecies from their Maitreya, and they say that he's coming to rule over the planet Earth someday. Those prophecies are much like the end-time prophecies of the Quran, only the names have been changed. Instead of the Mahdi, it's the Maitreya. And the followers of this false god are convinced that he embodies all the gods that Earth has ever embraced. Allah, Gaia, Jesus, go on down the list. And everything these channelers are being told about the end times are identical to what the Bible says, with that one major exception. The roles of good and evil have been switched around. There's another UFO cult that's been worshipping an alien deity. They pray to him. They have channelers who receive telepathic messages from him. And once again, you and I would probably think, oh boy, a bunch of kooks with creative imaginations and too much time on their hands. But there's more to it than that. Their channelers know the alien's name. He's given it to them countless times throughout the cult's history. They call him by name, Lucifer. And Lucifer tells them that Satan of the Bible and Lucifer are not one and the same as most people think. How convenient. See, if you do just a little digging into any religious belief that doesn't come from the Bible, you're going to find out a demonic attempt to deceive and derail. All of these false religions don't attempt to debunk each other. I think that's interesting. They don't have any desire to debunk each other, but they all attempt to debunk the Bible. With all due respect to who believes that all the world prays to the same God. No, they don't. They either pray to the God of the Bible or to demons.